Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. You know, that's good, good for your spirit. Good for your spirit. You are surrounded by walls. Walls. Like the wall of Jericho. And you are shouting. You are rejoicing. Listen, humanly speaking, you don't know how you're going to get in, but God said to shout. Kind of stuff you do when you have the overdue on your side. <laughs> I'm good with this stuff. Invite your friends to church. I'll tell you how they preach. <laughs> Ma or God. <laughs> the earth is silent. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says, let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Listen, have you ever seen someone who has defense? There is an assurance that they have. I mean, if you live in Nigeria, you hear it every now and then because anybody on the street is just quick to say, do you know who I am? Have you ever, has anyone thrown that line at you before? Everybody is somebody. Apparently, we don't joke with security. We don't joke with defense. And because we have an oppressive culture, we're quick to throw it around. But hey, what if you became conscious of who you were supernaturally. It says, God is your defense. You know, I was at a fuel station and there was this skinny guy selling fuel. And just when he was about to sell for someone, you know, this exotic car came in. Little did we know that the person who was coming in has, you know, joint ownership of the fuel station, but he wanted to be anonymous. So immediately, this guy just took his nozzle and was going to sell for that guy. And this guy on the queue, you know, another do, do you know who I am guy? <laughs> Just said, if you don't sell this well now for me, I will slap you. You know, so the guy was like, Come. he said, if you sell this well now or I will slap you. And he was really going to do it. So the skinny guy, I, I was just wondering where his confidence was from because this other guy was buff and, you know, was raging. You could see smoke from his nostrils. <laughs> you know? And this guy was like, calm down, we will humble you here. I was like, what's going on? And the guy won't stop. So he just said, Egbon, you know, he just called. <laughs> and then Egbon came out. You know, <laughs> if I was to give him a nickname, I would call him Goliath. Yeah, honestly, that was what came to That guy was a giant. And he just came and said, you go slap him today. <laughs> you, <laughs> you will slap him today. And the guy began to explain immediately, you know, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and I just understood defense. Sometimes they don't see it, but it's there. Are you getting what I'm saying? You, you can be so defended and people don't even know. And the Bible says, God is your defense. Hallelujah. It says, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. And then here is the thing. Oh, my God. We're talking about defense, right? This is your defense. It says, with favor, will you what? Come on, with favor, will you what? Surround him like a shield. Wow, this is powerful. So yeah, we have a defense in God by his angels, by his name and all of that. But we have a defense by his favor. Listen, and this is what is fascinating about favor. What I'm about to share with you will change your perspective to favor. He says favor is a shield. Do you know what that means? Meaning when you are going to war, favor is something to take along. And that changes everything because based on our understanding of favor, favor is not something you plan with. Favor is an equation that can happen, planned or unplanned. Nobody puts favor in their business plan. But now he's telling you, go to war with favor. Meaning favor is dependable and predictable. Are you getting what, what I'm saying? When you're going to battle, you go with your sword, you go with your helmet, you go with your shield. He's saying the same way. When you are planning for your future, with your hard work and your prayers, 
with your connection and you know who, who, who knows your parents and who your parents know. It says you can put favor. It means that favor is not luck. Come on, are you listening to me? Favor is predictable. You can plan with favor. Favor is reliable. He calls it a shield. Oh, this changes everything. We need to change our perspective of favor. Favor is not a miracle. Favor is a strategy. <laughs> I'll prove it to you. Favor is not a miracle. Favor is a strategy. Favor is not a windfall. Favor is not a mystery. You see, and this is what people get wrong. Have you seen people who are quick to call successful people lucky? You've seen people like that. Always trying to explain it away. But here is the simple test to differentiate luck from favor. It happens repeatedly. So, now you look at Joseph in his father's house. Why does his father favor him above his siblings? His siblings are angry, jealous, this is unfair. You just like this boy. You bought him a cloth and you didn't buy us clothes, you know, and all of that. And so they sell him off to Potiphar's house. And then in Potiphar's house, Potiphar puts him in charge of all the servants. And then he goes to prison. And then the prison guard puts him in charge of all the prisoners. Until he eventually ends up in the palace. It's not luck if it happens again and again and again. If it happens repeatedly, if it happens consistently, it is favor and it's not an accident. Lightning cannot strike the same place twice, right? Or thunder. If it happens repeatedly, if you thought Jacob was wicked for showing Joseph favor and that Joseph didn't deserve it, he was just lucky. What about Potiphar who didn't even know who Jacob was? What about the prison guard? What about Pharaoh? So a smart person will now have to step back and say, mm, there must be a pattern here. There must be a pattern. There must be a pattern. I'll be ignorant to say he is lucky. How can you be lucky every day, every month, everywhere? Pay attention to favor. Apparently, God doesn't joke with favor. The Bible tells us in the book of Luke, you know, telling us the story about Jesus. It says, and the child grew in favor with God and with men. Uh, you see, the fact that the incarnate son of God needed favor with men means that favor must be something important. Luke chapter 2 verse 52. It must be an important concept for the Son of God to have needed it and for the Bible to have recorded it. Favor. Favor. And then we celebrate it when it comes to salvific favor, our favor with God. And we even say, ah, you know, if God is for us, it doesn't matter who else is against us. You know, that, that's true in salvation. Are you listening to me? It's true in salvation, but not in life generally. Not only must you grow in favor with God, you must grow in favor with men. Say amen if you believe it. So I just want to share a bit on favor and then we narrow down to the major part of favor that we want to emphasize today. Two simple points I want to make about favor. Number one, favor can change. You know, I heard, you know, a man of God say this years ago, and it blew my mind. Favor can what? Um, <laughs> I said favor can what? Uh -huh. It can be manipulated. You see, if you think it's luck, you would think there's nothing you can do to control it. But if the Bible tells us that the child grew, and was in favor with God and with men, it means favor can change. You can step into favor, you can step out of favor. You can increase in favor. Let me tell you something. 
Pastor Timmy, come up here as fast as you can. You know, if you see someone who's, who's got something that you like, maybe it's his suit. You can say, oh, nice suit. Where did you get it? Oh, I like your lapel pin, you know. Where did you get it? Oh, I like your tie. Where did you get it? You only try to get from people what you believe you can get. Are you getting what I'm saying? But nobody is going to say, a nice height. Where did you get it? Nobody's going to ask that because they don't believe it's transferable. Thank you. So it's very important you believe favor can change. Otherwise, subconsciously, you will not position yourself to have it increase in your life. It's very important. If somewhere in your mind, you just think, ah, it's just random selection. Some people have it and others don't. You are not positioned to have it increase. What I just shared with you is so simple and very important. If you think that people who have favor are just lucky, you will not position yourself to receive what they receive. You know what favor is? It's the reward for good behavior. That's what favor is. Now, if you find yourself in a school, a new school, how do you pick your friends? You scan everybody. Most people are not just open to everybody and vulnerable with everybody. You scan everybody. You're testing people. They don't know you're testing. But with consistency, you give them access. So in a school of thousands of people, you favor an inner circle. Is that true? So what did they do to get into that circle? Was it unmerited? Come on. Was it unmerited? Uh-huh. No. They did some things to earn your trust. And as a result, so very likely not everybody in your school could walk into your room and say, oh, what do you have in your fridge? Or what beverage is this? You know, and just, but there are some people that can do that. You understand favor when you understand that there are some things that people can get away with that others can't. There are some nicknames your friends can call you that someone else dare not call you. There will be a big fight. So how is it that some people have access that others don't have? You know, a layman without looking critically will just say, ah, it's favor. Always luck. And it's unmerited. But when you look objectively, you realize, you realize this is a reward for good behavior. It is earned. And it can grow. Listen, if you learn this, it will change your life. When God tells us, this is a month of the fifth year, and this is the year of the greater light, there is something to do. You can position yourself for it. I've told you time and again, there are just some principles that seem to make prophecy of non-effect. If you don't learn these things, it will be, be as if the word of God is not working. Because when God tells Abraham, that he's going to have a child. That prophecy is dependent on his understanding of honor. Because God is not going to tell him, this is finally the day. This is finally the day. You know, he just steps out, sees strangers, men who look ordinary to everyone else, but he knows there's something special about these guys. And he says, please, 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 can you stop by in my house to eat? And when they were done eating, they say, according to the time of life, this time next year, your wife will have a child. What if he missed that? Are you getting what I'm saying? What if he missed that? God had already promised him. But when it was going to come to, it's been time-bound, time-specific. And him stepping into the fulfillment of what God had said, he needed to learn favor. There are many things God has in store for you that you must grow into. 
based on your understanding of honor, your understanding of favor. You, you just have to learn it. You just have to learn it. You cannot do ministry if you don't understand this. You can't do much for God. A spiritual man is a relationship expert. You might never have heard it this way before, but I'm telling you. A spiritual man is a what? You must be a relationship expert. Because we're in the business of souls. He said to go into all the world and teach all nations. If you're in the business of men, learn your business. Learn how to make friends. Learn how to keep friends. Learn how to build relationships. Learn how to start conversations. If you don't know how to start conversations, how are you going to bring up Christ? Learn about it. It's so important. Don't joke with this. All right? I don't want to get ahead of myself. Do you realize you can't do ministry with a bad reputation? Biblically, the Bible tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7, it says, anyone who will be a deacon or a bishop must have a good reputation with those who are without. It clearly says that. Must have a good reputation. So it, it matters the testimony that others have of you. Don't say it doesn't matter what people say. It matters. God says it matters. Even the Son of God said, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? <laughs> so meaning, I must be big on favor. I must not joke with it. I will never trivialize favor with men. So I'm asking, I'm, listen, I'm asking, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? What are people saying about me? What are people saying about my business? What are people saying about this work God has asked me to do? It matters. You must get that feedback. Because you must never joke with favor. Are you listening to this? Come on, I said, are you listening to this? So I said, the spiritual man must be a what? Relationship expert. Let me tell you this. Let me give you a simple example. Joseph is in prison. And the Bible tells us that one day he noticed that the countenance, that the what? The countenance of two of the prisoners was sad. He just noticed they were sad. And so he asked them, why are you sad? The butler and the baker. And then they said, we have a dream. We had a dream. We don't know what it means. We have a dream. You know, a lot of people, when they tell the story of Joseph, they emphasize the fact that he could interpret dreams. But guess what? It doesn't matter that you have the gift of interpretation if no one tells you their dream in the first place. You must be able to notice when people's countenance has changed. Listen, with spiritual gifts must come good character. They must go hand in hand. He was a relationship expert. This is not your normal mood. Even if interpreting a dream will take you to the palace, if you are not good with people, you will still stay in the prison. You'll be wondering why. So these are the things that give your spiritual advantage expression. Just imagine if he did not ask them, why are you sad? He would have still been in prison. Did you hear what I said? If he did not ask that morning, why are you sad? Interpretation of dreams is supernatural, but this one I'm saying is not a spiritual gift. You must learn it. You must just learn to look at people. Did you notice that the king in the day of Nehemiah had it too? He just saw Nehemiah one day and said, Something is wrong with you. Don't say nothing. Come. What is the matter? Maybe this is a secret ingredient of great men. 
just maybe. Maybe I have to work on my relationship skills, become a relationship expert. Jesus was good at this stuff. Jesus answered questions that were never asked. Many times in the Bible, you will see the Bible say, and Jesus knew their thoughts. He answered nagging questions that were still secrets in their hearts. He always preempted their doubts and left them without reasonable doubt. Those who doubted in Jesus' day wanted to doubt. He was always clear. Not that you are communicating. People don't understand. You don't, you, you don't even know. Some people are bad at communication. Listen, some of us, this is the problem we have in our relationships. Ah, dearie, what's the matter? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> ah, there's fire on the mountain. <laughs> Nothing means there's trouble. <laughs> Hallelujah. A man of God must be a relationship expert. Practice it. When you practice it, you will understand favor can grow. And not only can favor grow, favor can also diminish. Favor can do what? And listen, uh, it takes shorter time for anything profitable at all to be destroyed than it takes for it to be built. It can take years to build a skyscraper. But it can take months. In fact, with an explosion, minutes for it to come down. Please, are you listening to this? Favor can diminish. Don't joke with it. So it's one thing for you to learn the protocol of favor. It's another thing for you to learn to keep it. And this is something that people in this generation, a lot of us don't know. A man of favor cannot be petty. <laughs> because a fool will walk away from value when he's angry. I don't care. You see people say foolish things in the moment of anger. A bag, you know, a man was telling me how a bad guy hit a Range Rover. And, and of course, understandably, the, range, the owner of the Range Rover was angry. So the bad guy too was angry that, yeah, she be, I said sorry. How much is your car? <laughs> How much is, so people were trying to tell him, calm down. You will enter trouble. <laughs> Haven't you heard people say, How much is it? <laughs> A man of favor is not petty. A man of favor is not entitled. Listen. If you are entitled, you will not appreciate favor. And if you don't appreciate favor, favor will diminish. I'll take that again. If you are entitled, you will not appreciate favor. And if you don't appreciate favor, favor will diminish. Just imagine you began to appreciate the role that your parents played in helping you get to where you are. Listen, I know there are many things they did wrong. You know, I look at, many times I look at my dad, you know, and some things he could have done better. But when I realize <laughs> that I'm only seeing things this way because of the exposure that he gave me, I see some things different and better than he sees it because he enabled me to see different. That's why he hustled so much. He's the first graduate in his generation. And now all his children have master's degree. That's an achievement. That's an achievement. That he will walk miles, go and study, you know, with a friend, you know, just teach me this. As the person is studying, you know, gathered money, did London GCE. You know, when, I, when, when he sits down and he tells me the things he did. And then you are like, ah, he, he raises his voice at me. Do you know? <laughs> Do you know what they went through growing up? How can, you, how can you have a normal temper when you walk miles 
from the farm back home every day. You can't be normal. <laughs> he says he's raising his voice. That's how his voice is. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You are a relationship expert when you see where people are coming from. Listen. Ah. <laughs> Sometimes people are just projecting what they've been through. They don't know any better. If they had your experience, they would be better than you. They'll be better than you. You just had opportunity. And thank God for that. Don't be entitled. Don't trivialize value because you are angry. As a round of I want to zero in on the major emphasis of today. The theme is honor currency. And of course, it's still very much in line with all that I've been saying prior, because honor is a key to favor. Please, can you say that we may want to go? And then honor is a currency. That's, that's so profound. You see, if the only currency you recognize is money, you're going to be poor. <laughs> have you seen people who don't really have money? But they always know someone who knows someone who can get something done. Uh, if, if some people are stranded, one phone call. Friends, that's money. <laughs> that's money. That's money. Unfortunately, all we learn about in school is money. We learn very little about the people who have it. And no matter how much you know about money, the types of money, where money comes from, where money was founded, you know, from the trade by butter system, you know, to paper notes, you know, if you don't understand the people who have it, it will affect how much of it you get. Please, are you listening to me? That's so important. So how to become a man or a woman of honor? How to become a man or a woman of honor? Number one, Become addicted to service. Become what? Let me tell you something. For you to do this, you can't do this in the flesh. You must walk in the spirit. Because you know what? The Bible says, the spirit has spoken expressly that in the last days, perilous times will come. And people will be lovers of their own self. They will be selfish. Selfish. So many people don't know how to serve. And you cannot become a man or a woman of honor until you know how to serve. Let me tell you something. Generally in life, become fascinated with helping people. Just wake up thinking of how to help someone. Because the way to make sure you repeatedly receive favor is to repeatedly give favor. That's the way. That's the way. Repeatedly give favor. Become addicted to service. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17. You know, if you're going to embrace what I'm teaching you, I mean, your entire perspective to humanity must change. Especially when you grow in a difficult place like Lagos. Many of you don't know Lagos is difficult. Many of you don't know you are dysfunctional. <laughs> I thought I was normal until I moved to Abuja for a while. First time, because I was in a new city, I didn't know my way, so I wanted to use Google Map. And then Google said, traffic is light as usual. You know, that alone said, ah, it was so strange. Traffic is light as usual. In Lagos, you will hear you will get to your destination in one hour despite usual traffic. Is that what you hear? Here it says traffic is light as usual. I said, ah, this is new. So I'm driving and then I get to a place, you know, there is some gridlock, you know, and I'm honking. And then someone just stopped, wound down, and looked at me with disgust. Like, Why are you honking like this? So I was like, ah, oh, sorry, oh. <laughs> You would do, ah, yeah, we do it with music. As music is, oh, yeah. The thing was loud for him. He wound and like, ah. I said, ah. 
So I'm sorry. <laughs> That's when I knew, honestly speaking, I'm telling you true life story. That's when I knew, oh, I'm so used to noise. <laughs> I, like, I'm noisy. The hustle blood. <laughs> if you can succeed in Lagos, you can succeed anywhere. <laughs> I will go to some shops, 8.30, they are not open. What is going on? <laughs> Where I was staying in Lagos before I moved, by 7, the, the road is busy. You will wake up because of the hustle and bustle. By 4.30, eternal, eternal. <laughs> For Lagos, <laughs> You are sleeping. You are still sleeping. It can't be possible. <laughs> it can't be possible. <laughs> you are still sleeping at this time. It can't be possible. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17. Read that text together. One, two, go. Listen, I know we know how to honor kings, but then it says, honor all people. Learn to treat people with respect generally. Learn to treat, so that it won't be awkward for you. Some of you, you know, you go through that precarious condition of having to change how you address people when they blow. Because you always look down on them, you forget that this life, ha, ha, ha. Ah, ah, when, when you start learning with experience, that person you despise, maybe that person by your side that you've not said hello to since the service started. Maybe pastor even said, say to your neighbor, you look front and said, neighbor, you know. <laughs> A friend of mine was telling me how one of the wealthiest people in this country sat by his side for hours. He didn't know that was a person. Hours. Just generally, just learn. You, you never can tell who. <laughs> and you're not doing it for favoritism. Just out, out of a sincere heart, just learn to be there for people. Come on, are you with me? I know what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> And I can't give you examples, <laughs> but I know what I'm saying. Hallelujah. You know, one of the youngest people making waves in this industry now, years ago he was, you know, applying. He was writing a proposal to a school. What did he want to do? He wanted to buy, <laughs> I don't know if I can even tell you this. He wanted to buy um, some things from KFC and take to the university to get to university students since KFC didn't have a branch there. That was the business. So, and I remember looking at the proposal. Ah, this is not well written now. Okay, write it this way, write it this way, write it this way. <laughs> that guy now, ah, if we're in a room together and it's business that we're talking, as smart as I am, I'll say, so what do you, ah, so what do you think? <laughs> Should we use have you write proposal? <laughs> Hallelujah. Because by God's grace, is my son, but he's doing amazing. And then when you just think about, where, sometimes I think about where he's coming from, I'm just like, hi, thank God. Oh. <laughs> thank God I didn't look at that proposal and say, ah, you're so dumb. You can never make it. You can never make it. <laughs> you, know, <that's, laughs> you know, do you know some people have, you see, what I'm telling you, Go and listen to this sermon again. I've noticed that church people can be very spiritual, tongue-speaking, but this relationship thing, we struggle. Because somehow we are comfortable with the fact that God accepts us. When we are faithful or unfaithful, God, God is not man, God is not your boss. 
when we are faithful or unfaithful, you love us all the same. So it's as if subconsciously we have not invested in the power of communication. If church people word you, oh, hey, God. Yeah, I remember when an older relative, you know, just wanted to support our church when we were starting, decided to protocol one day. And so I had given an instruction, let everybody move forward. So she went to tell this lady, sorry, can you please move forward? And the lady just eyed her, used eye, brought her down, lifted her, brought her down, lifted her, and then left her hanging. So this older relative came to me crying. Do you imagine how I felt? This is someone older than me. I just believe in the anointing on your life. I want to help God's people. And then you get what I'm saying? Be careful one day, someone will just word you <laughs> and say, if no be church, normally. <laughs> Generally, church or outside, just learn. Please, are you with me? All right, so you must become addicted to service. Number two, build value. The reason why this is important is because number one will not count much if you don't do number two. You see, a common paradox in life is this. The people who are available are not competent. And the people who are competent are not available. So it's one thing that you are addicted to service is another thing to be a person of value. Please build value. All right? Men of favor are solution providers. Solution providers. Let me tell you something I've noticed. I've had the privilege to talk with a lot of great men. And a lot of them have aspects of their life that they want to unburden themselves with. If they can just find someone who can do this, find someone who can do that, find someone you can solve problems. You know, the more, the busier I get, the more I appreciate small things. When I call my Baba, and he can call me 11 p.m., because that's the time I'm free, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You get what I'm saying? So sometimes, you know, some of you are looking at my hair. <laughs> God, focus now. <laughs> you know? So sometimes, some of the people up there, they are used to people asking for favors. Meanwhile, they have a lot of burdens. If you can make yourself a solution provider, I'm telling you, honor will follow you. Honor will follow you. Instead of using people, learn to add to people. And then when someone gives you a problem to solve, give it your best. Somehow in this generation, you know, we cheat people. We think it's normal. You have an employment contract to work from a particular time to a particular time. You spend half the time on the internet. You are not being a good Christian. You're not being a good Christian. When it is closing time, you are the first to carry your bag. First. And we know it's your rights. You see, let me tell you something. Ay, my God. And that's the thing you must never, you, you must never take for granted. The fact that sometimes... Some people will not correct you, especially when you're on your right. Yeah, your right is closing time. I have no right to tell you to stay. But if this was your company, knowing the season that we are in, you will stay. You'll be bothered. But you, as long as your salary is coming in, you don't mind if this company crashes or not. You become a person of favor when you learn to share burdens. Are you getting what I'm saying? You become addicted to service where Potiphar can sleep knowing you're in charge. You just want to be that kind of person where, you know, great people can just put their responsibilities on you. Joseph, will you say he was lucky? The same thing Potiphar did, Pharaoh did. The Joseph had a signet ring. He could sign. That's just like being a signatory to an account. He could sign any account in Egypt. That's trust. 
I'm telling you, there are people who trust that much. There are just not many people who can be trusted that much. Are you with me? When you become a person of value and a person of service, uh, you, uh, honor will follow you. It's a must. I will rush through the rest. Number three, be a master of protocol. <laughs> be a master of what? Learn what to say, where it should be said, what to wear. Great people don't joke with protocol. There are some places you go to. You must be very careful. <laughs> be very careful. Watch your words. I've told you this example many times, you know, and I was, it was very fascinating to see, you know, someone else use the same example. Think about it, that a pagan king wants, you know, people who will walk with him. He first gets someone to train them, train them for three years before they can stand before him. And even if there is no such protocol today, subconsciously, people are very conscious about the people they let into their circle. Even I, a man of God who loves everybody, I've tried it and I've had my fingers punched. Some people don't know how to handle access. There was a guy, you know, years ago, sorry I keep using this example, it's just the one that comes to my mind. Years ago, who, you know, after the service, I said, ah, Pastor, can I have your number? And I gave him my number. So he called me during the week. He said, Sir, can I tell you the reason why um, I asked for your number? I said, Why? He said, because I noticed you are close to my girlfriend, you know. So I want to be close to you too. You know, the way both of you are close, you know, some might even think you are intimate. That was, that was the first time he was talking to me. And so, let me tell you something. Some of you, when someone stops speaking your call, you don't even know why. And maybe you are even praying against near success syndrome. <laughs> it might not be a spiritual problem. It might be a tongue problem. Tongue. Tongue. Once upon a time, you know, I remember in the early days of the church, I would say, take my number down. 081. Something, something, something. Now. <laughs> I'm sorry, you. <laughs> Send me a message, DM. Then I, I like DM because you can read it. If it's foolish, you just move on. I'm telling you fact of life. Because me, and then there are just some people, you know, the way they talk, the way you say, take my number. Because they presented themselves as people of value. People, they've mastered the protocol. Let me tell you something. Do you realize Jesus taught this? Jesus taught protocol. In Luke chapter 14, verse 7, he said something. He said, when you are invited to a place, don't rush and go and sit in the high place. Otherwise, someone more honorable than you will come and they will bounce you. Sorry, can you move? Has that happened to you before? Sorry, can you move back? <laughs> no. Jesus taught this. Jesus taught this. Even the most honest of people must have some form of protocol because they, are they don't have only 24 hours. Jesus had protocol. The reason he said, suffer not the, he suffered the children to come to me is because there was protocol. You couldn't just go and see Jesus in the crowd. Many times he will hide himself. So how do you get into the inner circle of great men? Value, service, see, and protocol. If they don't feel safe around you, you can't stay there long. Some of you are too loquacious to have any important person as a friend. Because what you see, you know, if you, if you see how much they have or what they do, they will hear it in Insta blog. And somehow they will know it's you. Which leads me to the last point. Be loyal. Be loyal. Bible says there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. The Bible says he that is a friend must show himself friendly. Build loyalty. 
become dependable. You must learn to show up. Especially in trying times, not just when it's good. There are many things that people don't talk about. You see, learn to travel for some weddings, travel for some family functions, travel for some burials, show up for your friends. I've noticed something with Lagosians. Subconsciously, I'm talking about Lagosians a lot. Subconsciously, they use money to compensate for their lack of presence. I've noticed it. I've noticed it. So it was one of the first shock I got in Abuja that people were just more present. Sorry. Lagosians are not as emotional. And I don't blame you on the road, what you go through every day. You know, your guard must be up. After three months, you know, a businessman in Abuja was telling me he wanted to start up in Lagos. In three months, they duped him three times. So he went back. Lagos, you wise up. Oh. Because if a small boy greets you, good morning, sir, in Oshodi, he get why. So you become suspicious. Become suspicious. Hallelujah. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't want to say some things. <laughs> so, um, hey, I want to look for trouble. Yeah, yeah, I'm your spiritual father, so I can talk. On your birthday in Abuja, people will show up, they will love, you know, they will say things, you know. There may be like two people will give you something. In Lagos, nobody will come. You just be saying, a lot, a lot. That's the thing. Abuja, they will, be there. They will hug you. <laughs> you know, I'm well within my right to teach like this, you know, because, you know, Paul noticed that churches had that disparity. Corinth was rich in spiritual gifts. They were poor in generosity. And then the other church, <laughs> you know, so, so listen, you must now learn to tie all those ends. Show up for people. Go the extra mile. Show yourself friendly. There is a Bible way to resolve conflicts, and it is not social media. The Bible says you go to the person first. If the person does not listen, you take witnesses. If the person does not, there is a way. Don't be too harsh. Don't be too... Some people, there are people I've had the opportunity to work with, and I did not, because they are volatile. You are like a bomb. If they don't hold you well, everything will explode. There's some people, if you bring them into your circle, and the day they eat food that, that they don't like, and they explode, <laughs> don't be that kind of person. So what is number one? Vum, vum, vum. What's number one? <laughs> What's number two? What's number three? What's number four? Hallelujah. Did you learn anything? Yes, Are you a doer of the word? Yes, Stand to your feet and speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Come on. Speak in tongues. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. Lord, I have found the answer. I found the wisdom in your word. I am ready. I'm ready for more. I'm going to see more this year. I'm ready for more. Just pray that prayer. Pray that prayer and make it count right now. Pray that prayer and make it count right now. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Now you're going to say this in any way that ignorance or bad behavior has taken you out of the field of favor by mercy. 
Lord, I position myself back. I position myself back. Did you not say that you will restore the years that the canker woman has stolen? I position myself back. Begin to pray that prayer. Prophesy and make it count. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I'll do this in one minute because I don't know when next I have the opportunity. The last and almost the most important is gifts. You see, you honor with your service, you honor with loyalty, but you honor also with gifts. The Bible says, honor the Lord with your substance. Learn to, see, learn to be thoughtful with gifts. Don't joke with gifts. When people have been there for you, learn to gift something. Something, it doesn't have to be so expensive. Thoughtful. You know what the Bible says? A man's gift makes way for him. For every gift, you get more access. <laughs> for every gift, you get more what? So if you are talking about getting into the inner circles of great men, gifts. Not in a manipulative way. If you are manipulative, people know. But in a truly appreciative way. You know what, sir? In this company, I've noticed you have just taking particular interest in guiding me, helping me grow, having my best interest. It's your birthday. I wanted to give you this. In the same field where everybody is just looking for what to get, you thought to give something. It's very powerful. Gifts. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We are doers of your word. Thank you for giving us a strategy. It is not wishful thinking for us to expect this to be a year of greater light. You've given us a strategy in your word. We are doers of your word and we will see all that your word has said. In Jesus' mighty name. Say loud, amen. amen. Shout glory! The shout inside is the wind inside. Glory to God! Hallelujah. All right, please be seated. I want to take a few announcements. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.